It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. In today's show, we're looking at sell-high options for fantasy basketball trades. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Some trade deadlines are still active. This will probably be the last sell-high show that we do for the season because, again, the vast majority of leagues' trade deadlines will have passed um, by the end of this week. So uh, we'll see what we're going to do next week in this slot. But we're looking at sell-highs. These are players that you don't have to get rid of. You don't sell them at any cost. Or maybe maybe there's one guy you do. But you, don't, you look at them and you say, well, is there any value? Has someone seen the recent production and gone bananas? And, uh, and wants to give me more value than this player is worth. And, and I think that's something that is worth worth considering. But in a lot of cases, you just hold and you enjoy the ride. So let's talk about those guys who are overperforming at the moment. And we'll start with De'Aaron Fox, who, of course, is overperforming because he is the number one ranked player over the last week, averaging 35 points per game, five assists, two steals, 1.3 blocks, shooting 63 from the field and 89 from the line. Now, there's a lot there that we know is not going to stick. He's shooting 73% of his twos. That's not real. Is he an 89% free throw shooter after being a 70% guy his entire career? I'd say probably not, although he's still 80% over the last eight games as well. Is he averaging 1.3 blocks? No, he's not Derek White or John Wall or Danny Green. Um, Is he averaging two steals? Also, probably not. Is he averaging 35 points on 32 usage? Again, probably not. But he has really, really ramped things up. His usage has taken a big spike over the last period of time, and the efficiency has really, really jumped up. He's the 18th ranked player over the last month. So while what he's doing now is obviously really impressive and, and taking it a step further, 
he has been improved over a pretty significant chunk of time. Now, one of the major reasons that his ranking is number one here is that the insane field goal percentage paired with the insane free throw percentage for a true shooting of 73%. And if you think both of those things are going to drop, which you absolutely should, then you look at Fox as a guy that if I could get top 20 value back, I think I would do it in a deal. Again, he is the 51st ranked player this year. I don't expect him to be at that level, that bad of a level. I think top 30, 35 is realistic. But if you can get higher, if you can get top 20, which again is the level he's been playing at over the last month, but in that area, he's been shooting 61% of twos, which feels like it's a little bit unrealistically high. So I do think there is some scope between him being the number one ranked player and getting like a number 25 ranked guy back. I think there is value in, in attempting to do that. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. Um, Harris has predictably been much improved with Joel Embiid out. The 14th ranked player over the last two weeks, averaging 24 and 8 with almost five assists, shooting 52 and 93%. I think that's the most impressive part is he's upped his usage from 23 to 25, but in doing so has managed to keep his true shooting exactly the same, 61% from the season and 61% over this period of time. So upping that efficiency or keeping that efficiency pretty static has been impressive, shooting 46% from three in the last seven games as well. But the extra usage that he's gotten, the 37 minutes a night that he's gotten as well, probably comes down when Embiid's there to sort of loosen things or make things a little bit easier on the sixes. And Harris is the 25th ranked player this year. I'm not even sure from you know, Embiid's return out that he remains a top 25 player. He's doing that on the back of really his value. His two best categories are, uh, are percentages. Uh, that's not true, sorry. Free throw percentage and points are his two best categories with field goal percentage marginally behind uh, scoring. And we know the percentage categories influence scoring a lot. So if two of his best three categories fall, then the third in that top three categories also falls, and that's points. Now, there's no reason to suggest he's going to have a massive fall-off or anything like that, but he did shoot 47 last year, 49 the year before that, 46, 48, 47, 47, 46. And he's currently going at 52%. So he is you know, significantly higher than anything that he has done his, his career by four percentage points. It's a big difference. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm looking at maybe there's a, a slight drop-off in what Harris does, but more importantly, I think the extra two minutes or so that he's been getting and the extra two, three percentage points of usage that he's been getting probably do fall off and trading him for like a top top 20 player, top 25. Yeah, I would, I would probably sell him at season value, which is top 25, and expect a little bit of a downturn from uh, Toby. Dennis Schroeder, another one that's obvious to most people, but it's not going to be to everybody. There's no LeBron, there's no Anthony Davis, right? Now, that's going to be the case for a few more weeks. But you, if your trade deadline extends, you can't sell Dennis Schroeder on the eve of Anthony Davis's return, on the eve of LeBron James's return, because you don't get any value back there. So why I've included him here is the 15th ranked player over the last week. He's at 19 and 8 with 2.8 steals. That is why he's that's high. Now that doesn't really have anything to do with LeBron and Anthony Davis. So while the ranking, you you might people might look at that and go, well, he's top 15. There's no Anthony Davis and LeBron. I'm going to have this sort of player for the next you know three weeks or so, and you know that they'll assume that that overall value has been bumped up by the lack of Davis and James. But it's just not the case. So while you're going to get that three weeks of perceived value, him averaging three steals per game is not realistic. He's also at 1.7 over the last month, so really upped his number, which is weird 
because this is a dude that's averaged over one steal per game in his career exactly once, and that was 1.1 in the 17-18 season. And even this year, he's at 1.1, despite this recent surge in steal numbers. So what you can do, like, yes, you will give up some value now if you trade him three weeks in advance of Davis and LeBron, or you know, five weeks in LeBron's case of returning. You do give that up. But you can't do it on the eve of those guys returning because people are wise to it. Um, and the trade deadline in your league is maybe passed by then as well. So you're doing it now, taking a slight hit in the at, at the current time frame. And then hopefully when the playoffs come, he's back maybe outside the top 100 and you've snagged yourself a top 50 guy, a top 60 guy, which to be honest, that might even pay off in the next week when those steals go from three a game to one a game and he drops 50 ranking spots just like that. Guys, it is time to tell you about the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. I think we're going to have two Players of the Week this week, but in today's show, we're talking about the Player of the Week, and it has to be the number one ranked player over the last week in fantasy basketball. It's De'Aaron Fox. I've already talked about how he's a sell-high guy because he's shooting at this insane level, but if you've got him on your team, I'm sure you're enjoying it. Like It is absolute happiness to see a bloke like Fox put up these sort of numbers, and it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Michelob Ultra has 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, which is just a fantastic uh, nutritional profile. Joy creates success, but enjoyment isn't the end game. It is the whole game. Are you happy because you win, or do you win because you're happy? Your Michelob Ultra Player of the Week is De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. Let's look at Ennis Cantor, another one where... Um, it's obvious to most people, but honestly, I still get questions saying that uh, Ennis Kant is a must-roster 12-team league player. Now, over the last week, the last four games, he's the 23rd-ranked guy. That's really hard to argue against. 15 and, or 16 and 15. He's shooting 70 and 91 for a true shooting of 74%. Like, they are elite numbers. Yusuf Nurkic is back, but Yusuf Nurkic is playing limited minutes. Kanter played, what, 30 minutes in the first game that Nurkic returned, but the key factor there is the second game that Nurkic played. Cantor played 18 minutes. So while I said you're not selling these guys for anything, you're selling him for anything. Like any top 100... Now, he is the 85th ranked player this year in his Cantor, like putting up some pretty good numbers uh, over the course of the year, but that's 27 minutes a night. And I just don't see how there's any way that he plays 27 minutes a night from here on out. It's probably 20 to 22 minutes a night, and that pushes him outside the top 100, 140, and that makes him a yeah, close to a droppable guy. But if you can get any top 100 or 110 ranked player back for him, I would absolutely be doing that because uh, there is some people who think that he'll split minutes with Nurkic, that Nurkic will get hurt, that some people will think they can play together, which is insanity. Um, and maybe they get skewed by these you know, rankings of you know, the 52nd ranked player over the last two weeks, you know, 23rd over the last week, 85th over this season, which are obviously really strong numbers. Another bloke who is you just sell for anything, and that's Johnny Wall, because his recent production's not great. Last week, 63rd ranked player, averaging 14 points, three rebounds, 10.5 assists is pretty bloody good, 1.8 steals, but he's shooting a putrid 29% from the field and 79 from the line. In fact, over the last two months, he's under 39% shooting from the field, and that is horrendous. Remember how we talked about how John Wall was back from his Achilles, and it looks like he never left? Well, this is the artifact of having Achilles surgery and missing two years in the game is you can't hit shots. So he's at 40% from the field, and he's probably going to dip under 40% really soon, and as I said, 39% over his last last 22 games and the specter of his knee injury is absolutely looming and I don't know when he's going to go in for this surgery but it's going to be at some point this season is, is my understanding from the report from Chris Haynes so if you get anything back any top 100 player back for John Wall you do it you might lose top 70 value for two weeks you might lose it for four weeks but again once you hear the news 
that's it. It's done. You can't get anything back. And when the fantasy playoffs come and John Wall's giving you zeros, and instead of having a top 90 player that you traded for versus a top 140 player that you streamed him off the wire, I think you'll end up being pretty happy with it. Let's have a look at some points league sell high. The first two guys, exactly the same. Darren Foxy Fox. He's the fourth ranked player in points leagues, averaging 54 points per game, <coughs> which is up from 42 for all the reasons we talked about already. And then you've got Toby Harris, who is averaging 45 over the last uh, over the last seven games, which is well up on the 39 that he's averaging this season. But all those same factors that we talked about apply in points leagues. I'm going to talk Rob Covington again because he's averaging 39 fantasy points over his last four games. He is still managing to block a lot of shots, 2.5 blocks per game, even with Nurkic back. The worry there that, that, did, that did fall off, that was a concern, but he's blocked eight shots in the two games that Nurkic has played. Now, is that just random chance? Probably because the game before Nurkic came back, he had zero blocks. So I think that there is some room for that not to be um, a realistic expectation. But one of the major reasons is that Covington is just shooting a at a crazy level, like 47% from three. And when that goes down, we know your scoring goes down. And then if the blocks also tumble, he's the 27th, uh, sorry, he's the 20, he's 101st ranked player averaging 27 fantasy points, up to 34 over the last month and 39 over the last week. So if you can target a guy that's giving you, say, 32 fantasy points, I think that's a really big win in a trade, even if, you know, look, and there's a chance in all these trades that they go wrong, right? There's always a chance that maybe he maintains being a 36 fantasy point per game player. I don't believe he will, because that re- requires, you know, two blocks per game and 48% three-point shooting, which I'm not sure he's got in him. But there is a chance that goes wrong. But that's what I'd be sort of targeting, because a lot of what he is doing feels somewhat unsustainable. Let's talk about Goose. Anthony Edwards, 37 fantasy points over the last two weeks. Can he be a 34 to 35 point guy? Sure, he can be. But the worry that I have there is that D'Angelo Russell will return and how that works remains to be seen. Now, Goose is doing this on a 31% usage rate. Malik Beasley's come back and Edwards is still getting every shot in the world. Um, But adding Beasley and Russell to the mix... Surely he can't maintain the 31% usage. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he continues to score 23 points per game and 37 fantasy points per game. It's a possibility. Maybe he continues to average over 1.5 steals. That's a possibility. I would probably bank against it. I would love to trade him for a top 40 guy, a 37 to 36 point producer, even though I think he can be a 34 to 35 point guy. That's just extracting a little bit of value before the return of D'Angelo Russell in that scenario. And lastly, it's Montrez Harrell. You've got about a couple of hours to do this one because Andre Drummond's coming in and Andre Drummond's starting. And Harrell has been averaging 30 minutes per game over the last eight games for 36 fantasy points. So if he plays 30 minutes per game, that means Andre Drummond's playing 18 minutes a game and that allows for zero minutes of Marcus Gasol. So I don't think those things are going to happen. I don't think Drummond's going to play 18 minutes. He might for the first game, but he's not going to play 18 minutes a night. And then Davis is going to return. And then how they run this rotation is a big question mark. He's averaging 20 and 9, so usage is up, which, again, is a factor of LeBron being out. But you have a much smaller time frame to execute a Montrez Harrell trade because Drummond is going to play in the next... Is he playing today or playing tomorrow? I can't remember. I think the Lakers might be playing tomorrow. So maybe you've got a day to try and execute this. Harrell averaging those 36 fantasy points. He's averaging 28 on the season. I would be. I think he's a 25 to 26-point guy from here on out. So if you can get any 30 to 31 fantasy point player back, you're selling based yeah, less on what he's currently doing, but I think you're still getting more based on the rest of the season. So that is exactly what I would be doing in that scenario.
Um, guys, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today with our promo code locked on and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Don't forget to subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya. Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.